Well, welcome to a very special Baron of Beverage. <laughs> it is here on St. Patrick's Day Eve, 2020. What a world we live in right now. But I'm sitting here outside with uh, the Baroness of Beverage. Yes, hello. Hello. And a couple of friends, uh, Catherine and Bobby, we are again outside, less than 10 people, uh, socially distanced uh, six or more feet apart. Mm -hmm. I'm even social distancing uh, using a, a, a tree to relieve myself. <laughs> so um, we're definitely, you know, not uh, taking our lives at risk by this podcast. But uh, I thought, you know what? I got this interesting Irish whiskey, and I would love to share it with some friends and get their opinions and um, and taste it. So you go ahead and grab your glasses, and we'll talk a little bit. This is from um, uh, Canapcog Castle, um, which is uh, kind of rare in the Irish whiskey world in that um, Jameson owns most Irish whiskey distilleries, Redbreast. So many others. So that's all under that umbrella. This is not. Um, so it's independent, which makes it unique. In not totally unique, but you know, smaller production, uh, less well known. Obviously, um, have you guys ever heard of this uh, Irish whiskey before? Nope. No. Right there, you go. So they they do like a twelve and a fourteen and a, I think a sixteen year expression. Um, the and they, and they do this too, but like the standards are the 12, 14, and 16. They, um, the, the 12 and the 14 and the 16 all start in, uh, they're all triple distilled first, and then they all go into ex-bourbon casks. Um, but the uh, 14 and 16 uh, finish for a couple of years, or four years in the case of the 16, in uh, Oloroso sherry casks. Mm. But then recently they decided to do this new, different uh, series of finishes. They don't tell you for how many months, but 12 years in the experiment cast and then finishes in some different things. One in a Madeira, uh, one in a port. And then this is in, um, this one here is in uh, Chateau Pichon Baron French Oak cast, so ex-French uh, wine barrels, uh, red wine barrels. Um, and so I was like, you know what? This would be an interesting thing to share with friends. Right. Indeed. Cheers. So cheers. cheers. Yachada. Yep. Yachada. Mm. <laughs> it's definitely fruity on the nose. Mm -hmm. mm. So I just had a marshmallow on the fire pit. So right. My palate is probably Have destroyed. a couple more sips. No, it's not destroyed. It'll no. come right back. <laughs> it's, it's not like the opposite, you know. True. Yeah. <laughs> So, what about the nose? Let's talk about it. I get like cherry and I get like dried fruit. Mm, I get dried cherry. <laughs> I also that's not that corona. Dry, yeah, that dry cough. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We already have our first COVID nineteen joke, and we're only like three minutes into the podcast. Oh uh, no! But uh, no, it's. Uh, it also has like a very kind of background note of um, banana. I get tropical fruit. 
Well, I get that, but I do too, man. But the real background note to me is the oak and staves. Oh. And light vanilla underneath. Under and the banana is the mm -hmm. most prominent. The vanilla mm -hmm. is the central note of of that as well. But the fruitiness is is unique. I don't get. I don't normally get a lot of like red fruit, you know, nose on. on and I'm all nosing. You guys are already sipping, but that's okay. We're outside. It's a little nippy. We've got a fire. But that's why. That's why Irish whiskey is great for this, right? Yep. Perfect. Well, and again, this is the this is the only way to be celebrating St. Patrick's Day right now. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, you're not going to be going to any bars in the state of Maryland. That's for sure. Not tonight or tomorrow. Nor, nor would I have, to be fair. But uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's a different Irish whiskey. Mm -hmm. I just sipped it for my first time in, in, for the listeners. So how um, so, Jay? Well, predominantly, usually Irish whiskeys come across much more of a cereal note and a sweeter variety, and then go into more of uh, sweet vanillas, caramels. Um, and the and the dried fruits that you may get in some of the others that have don't have any finishes are going to be in like dried apricot, um, maybe uh, you know like dry golden raisins kind of thing. Okay. Um, this uh, well, for one thing, it's actually quite smooth. I think part of that is yeah, triple distilled in twelve years of age. Um, like a scotch to me. Doesn't have any smokiness that like some people might think of a scotch, mm -hmm. and, and I'm glad I'm tasting it now because I, when I I'll be honest, when I was sniffing, there were a couple times I was like, I have maybe a little smoke on this, but I was like, no, I'm gonna hold off on saying that because we got a fire pit right here. <laughs> so <laughs> tasting all, yeah, it, I'm pretty creepy. convinced the smoke yeah. is the fire, not the yeah. not the whiskey. But definitively get red fruit notes on this. I get things like blackberry, cherry. Um, which you just don't get on an Irish whiskey. Mm. And you get some kind of beautiful um, medium to dark caramel notes of, uh, you know, like a, like a hard caramel mm -hmm. um, that are kind of typical of an Irish whiskey. Um, the other thing is I love the finish on this, which is, yeah. first of all, it, I think it's, you know, I say I kept. I said earlier, it's like really smooth. But let's see. Let's look at what the actual proof is. It's 46 proof, so 46 percent. So it's 92 proof. Yeah. So, um, you know, for an Irish whiskey, that's a, it's a little up there. Not a lot, but um, you know, most. Uh, I mean, for the instance, Jameson releases at 80 proof. So um, this is this is a bit bit higher than that. Um, but it doesn't come across as having that kind of heat. Yeah. I get like a tropical fruit salad taste. I can, I can in see like that. In a good way. Like with right. a little coconut kind of like. The coconut is there mm -hmm. on the finish. I don't mm -hmm. get that in the mid palate, but I totally get those finish. tropical yeah. kind of coconut and um, pineapple notes on the finish. Mm -hmm. Like a, like kind of like a grilled pineapple note. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? You know, where, you, where it comes across a little more like. Caramelized. Yeah, exactly. Smoky. Yeah. Mm. Grilled pineapple. Mm. But you know, this is certainly not something I would ever use in an Irish car bomb. <laughs> no, no, I would hope not. But you know, do, I don't know. Do I don't know? Do I? Do people in Ireland really celebrate St. Patrick's Day at all, similarly to the way Americans celebrate St. Patrick's Day? I would guess no. No, no. All right, good. Chime so, in. So the biggest. It is my understanding. 
that the biggest St. Patrick's Day parades outside of Ireland are Montreal and London. Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting, right? You think Chicago. So, again, or Boston. Yeah. I love that I would always go uh, just again maybe just because they in Boston the, right dump the, the, <laughs> turn the, the river green the, and, yeah. yeah exactly well not happening this year um, yeah. no but um, but but uh, again and I will guys I should not have started this conversation right now because I this is completely unsubstantiated so I need to go 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 <laughs> bear the beverage does not substantiate um, <laughs> but it was my understanding that that both, both Montreal and, and London were like a, a, a couple hundred off of Dublin. Do you know what I mean? So it's sort of mm. like, well, if the Irish themselves are on the, you know, it just, why would these expats? Because they want an excuse to, you know, look, drink I, I Irish whiskey it's, it's and fun. beer. It's and fun to be silly. And I mean, I don't even know the origins of, like, the holiday. I mean, uh, people talk about, like, Valentine's Day is Hallmark or, uh, but... You know, well, there, there is actually a St. Patrick. I know there is a St. Patrick. Who was Welsh? Who was Welsh? Welsh? There you go. I'm just stating for the record, obviously. Um, yeah, he came from Wales to save the heathen Irish. Like, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know you're going to actually, if you get no responses on Baron of Beverage, usually, Jay, you're going to get like 20 people writing in and like awesome. calling for my mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but what's awesome, though, is like, is like, what, what it just shows me is like, there are so many quote unquote American holidays that are just popular commercialized things yeah. you know there are very few that are actually i don't know i don't know the word for authentic have a, have a sense of authenticity mm-hmm. you know like thanksgiving i think is one of those that has some authenticity mm-hmm. you know it, it, i'm not saying they don't have commercialized but like i think things like you know single to miles pure commercialization <laughs> well of course you know so- Here's the deal. So every in the, in the United Kingdom, each of those countries have a saint. Can you name them? Hell no. I bet you can if you put your mind to it. So England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Patron saints. Uh, England. Think of the dragon of when we think of England. Oh, um. Who slew the dragon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think. St. George. Oh, right. St. George. Right. All right. Wales is St. David. St. David. St. David. David. Yes. All right. Ireland, St. Patrick. Mm-hmm. And Scotland, St. Andrew. St. Andrew, of course. Yeah. So they oh, all like have the golf saints course, days. Of course. You know, like, yep. it, it's just a saint day. It's just a part of the liturgical calendar. Right. But it's been co-opted. Co-opted? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of think I love the idea of like celebrating St. Andrew's Day. When the hell is that? Let's break out the scotch. Now you're talking. Right? Well, well, well for that, you really do Robert Burns Day, which isn't well, a saint, but it's like when you celebrate Scotland. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if we're going to co opt the holiday, right? let's, you know, let's co opt all the saints. In one Wales, day. we'll do Pendarin. What would we do for England? Hymns? Oh. No, that's not good enough. No, we got to have you, a whiskey. You, right? you, no, no, no. I don't but is, is there, there an English, English whiskey? whiskey? Yeah, no, know. it'd be like dry gin, you know? I was for... say, I think gin. I think it has to be But everybody else like... would have whiskey. You could have Pendarin for Wales. I mean, Scotland, obviously, in many choices. Ireland. But, but let's be honest. But, yeah, Pendarin English... is not like an old whiskey. I mean, they say that they're reviving, you know, an ancient tradition of producing whiskey in Wales. But if, if you ask the average Welshman, sort of, what's the drink of Wales? It'd be beer. Beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that's true. <laughs> but at Pandaren's a really damn fine whiskey. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not lying. We'll have to do that on Bear to Beverage sometime. You could say, do the Cotswold. No, it hasn't. The Cotswold whiskey from uh, from England. It hasn't been released yet because they only started the distillery about five six years ago. Oh, okay. So right. they they are producing gin, which is absolutely, well, that's what they do here too, which is fantastic. Right. And I'm really, you know, curious to taste the whiskey when it's when it's released in mm -hmm. you know, a few years because their gin is just phenomenal. Good. Ah, I'll look for that. Uh, so what do we think? Would we, would you, well, this probably retails for about 65 a bottle. Okay. I would drink this again. Yeah, oh, totally. Oh, yes, it's lovely. And I think, I think at sixty-five, it's not like exorbitantly yeah, priced compared not, to other whiskeys yeah, and scotches that are. It's different, and it's definitely, you know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a sipping whiskey. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, a lot of people. I would never put this on the rocks because it's it's ninety-two is not so high that I think you need to, you know, like we talked about, it's Take not the heat hot. Off. No, so, it's not hot. It doesn't come across, mm -hmm. you know, as hot. Though. That's the thing. Yeah, so I think. Um, I'd recommend this if you can find it. Yeah. Because again, it's not a high volume production. Um, but you can always ask ask for it in places. Um, ask for any of the, uh, you know, Canopgu Castle uh, Irish whiskeys. Sure. I would. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to look out some of the other finishes. Yeah, That's what doing? I'm going to do. Yeah, because uh, I think this is. Uh, this worthwhile uh, dram, as they like to say. Absolutely. Yeah. When I said it comes across as a scotch, I think it's the it's the complexity. Mm -hmm. Right. It's really... not it's not peaty scotchy at all. No, it's no, it's no, not no. A, that at all, really. It it's um. It doesn't even come across quite like you know. It doesn't even come across very much like a um. Like a Highland Scotch, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's not um. A lot of Irish whiskeys feel like they have like maybe like three conversations going on in it, <laughs> and and honestly, you know, I'm thinking if if I'm going to use that, then this whiskey is maybe pushing us against the uh, threshold band because <laughs> there's a lot of different conversations going on in this whiskey. True enough. You know, every time you take a sip, for me, I get those things, but then I find I'm enjoying something else. Or I find something else in it, and um, and to me that's a sign of a good drink, no matter what. That uh, you're constantly finding something else to enjoy. So we invite all of you listeners to uh, find some friends some way at a good social distance. Mm -hmm. um, enjoy a dram um, and find something more to enjoy. And with that, we'll bid you adieu. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.